Welcome to Rush Hockey Talk, brought to you by Rush Hockey, trusted guidance, unrivaled success. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Katorji, and this is our podcast series. This is definitely the place to be if you want to learn how to pave your way in the world of youth hockey. So get ready, because you're going to hear some amazing interviews with premier personalities, coaches, scouts, players, celebrities. We got them all. Rush Hockey for over 25 years, experts in evaluation, over 10,000 alumni. It's unmatched. It's Rush Hockey Talk, and it's here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rush Hockey Talk. This is Kelly Katorji bringing you another one of our very popular podcasts. And thank you so much to parents and players alike who have been emailing us a lot of feedback, suggestions for future shows. It's been pretty cool. And we got a lot more coming, so stay tuned. But today, before we start this podcast, we do have a sponsor. And this podcast today is brought to you by Zenergy Gum. Meet the future of energy. Eight pieces of caffeine gum for the price of one energy drink. It's energy without the BS. It's Zenergy Gum. You can get it on Amazon.com or you can get it at Zenergy.com. So today, I got two of my close friends probably pushing 20 years now that I've known both these characters. We have a little round table discussion with Grant Kimball from Yale University and Ted Wisner from St. Lawrence University. These are longtime, two longtime hockey coaches, both with over 20 years of coaching experience. So we got a lot of wisdom and knowledge on today's podcast. Of course, all three of us are practicing proper self-isolation. We're doing our part to make sure that we curb this issue that we're all facing, this COVID issue. Uh, we, we hope that everyone's being safe, healthy, and smart. Let's start today with uh, Grant. Grant, can you hear me okay? I can hear you loud and clear, Kelly. Thanks for having us. No, thanks uh, for being on here as well. Tell me wh- how you're handling the, the hockey withdrawal that uh, you may or may not be facing. Oh, it's uh, it's been tough. You know, our, our season ended just at the beginning of of May, unfortunately. And uh, normally, the recruiting piece kicks into high gear, and I, I haven't been in a rink, I think, all but once since then. Um, and then you have the the height of the NHL, and you know our NCAA playoffs, and then the men's side, and. It's hard not watching hockey, to be honest. Ted, Ted I don't know are... about you, but I feel out of sorts. <laughs> a lot of live barn coming from uh, Park Place here in Canton. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, how do you handle this? I know Grant does not have kids, but you do. So how's your family life happening you know you know your your routine and such with kids off school uh how have things changed for you um well i'm home which may or may not be a good sign for them but uh we've we've actually uh we've been handling it pretty well i've got one daughter that goes away to school and uh she is doing an online coursework right now upstairs in her room, and I have a public school seventh grader who's who's doing her thing in the living room right now next to her mom, who's an English uh, grade twelve English teacher. So 
everyone's online right now, Kelly, but we seem to be handling this pretty well. Um, although I try to be funny sometimes, it's 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 kind of odd. One of the uh, one of the things that's really helped us out a lot is the dog. Uh, it seems like one of the positive parts of our day is getting out together and taking the dog for a walk. Interesting. Grant, what about you? Is your, uh, uh, how is this affecting your, your wife? What about her, her career and does she enjoy having you at home so much? <laughs> well, uh, we actually spend a pretty good bulk of the year apart. Uh, our home base for us is just outside Burlington, Vermont in, uh, in Essex Junction. So, during the course of the year, I'm in New Haven at Yale, um, and she's up here in Burlington. She works in the in the health profession. She's a physical therapist at the main uh, hospital here in Burlington. Um, so she's on sort of the, the front line of, of all this and, and sees the action going on in Vermont. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's interesting times for her being at a facility where there are cases of COVID-19 and... Um, you know, for for myself, I've been up here in Vermont since shortly after our season ended. So it's been great to be here on the one hand for so long and to be with her and to reconnect and to get back into a routine as a as a married couple. And um, as Ted takes his dog for a walk with the family, um, you know, me and my wife have, have done similar things just to get outside and get some fresh air. And it was funny. We were on a walk the other day around our neighborhood, there must have been 20 other couples doing the same thing. I think this was on Saturday afternoon. Um, and, you know, as, as we passed by anybody, there was an acknowledgement that we were, you know, both out and uh, trying to stay active and an acknowledgement of what was going on. Um, so, you know, she's been at work during the day um, you know, four to five days out of the week. And I've been at home uh, in front of the computer and on the phones trying to do as, as much as I can to stay on top of, uh, uh, you know, my duties uh, with, with the program. It's funny, isn't it? How uh, for all the listeners, basically there's, I mean, all three of us have been at this for almost 30 years, really between 20 and 30 years. And I always joke with friends because people always ask me, you know, Kelly, uh, you're constantly doing hockey. What a, what a dream, which it is. But I'm telling you, hockey people seem to never sleep. They're constantly, constantly working on the road, talking to recruits, watching games, going over game plans. It's, it's a, a, it feels like a 24 hour a day job. It's a great job. It's a lot of fun, but it certainly feels like it's nonstop. It's a, do you find that the withdrawal is making you more aware of that, Ted? I mean, do you do you do you find yourself looking at activities you've never done, doing more of them, or, or have you got it sort of more under control? For me, it's always been go 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 go. Well, I've been uh, I've been hearing my wife on the phone the last couple of days say I've I've never seen him so relaxed in his life. So, <laughs> true story. Like, uh, it's so I, I guess it's, it's been a little bit of a break here to get away from, from the rat race, but qu quite honestly, uh, outside of my, my daily run and 
hopefully the chance to get on a golf course here pretty soon. Uh, you know, getting on the road is, is what I personally love to do. It's, it's great getting out, being around the ranks, meeting people and, uh, and just talking the game. And, and that's why I've tried to stay in this for so long and, and have been very fortunate. So, um, I guess it has been a, a nice break for me to to really just kick back and relax and and continue the job remotely. But uh, when it's time to get back on the road, I'm sure I'll be ready. A good friend of mine, I, I uh, Dave Quinn of the the New York Rangers, used to tell me all the time that you you never know what's going to happen in a hockey rink. You never know who you're going to see run into stories. And I know that both you guys love being on a hockey rink. So I, I, I know you must be crawling out of your skin sometimes. Grant, what about your team? Uh, are your kids emailing you, calling you? Are they nervous, anxious, concerned about future? What sort of interaction have you had with your, your group of girls? Yeah, we've, uh, you know, s- Right as our season ended, I think it was March the 6th, that was a Friday, uh, we went on spring break. Um, And it would have been yesterday that we would have returned to class. Um, So we had some people that went home. We had some people that went on uh, a bit of a warmer vacation, warmer climates, Um, and as soon as sort of things got crazy, you know, we, we made a point to get in touch with everybody to make sure where, where they were. Um, and things just happened so rapidly, um, as far as travel restrictions and, you know, if anybody was overseas, we have a couple of players who are from Sweden and Germany and, you know, where were those kids at the time? So there was a bit of, uh, I guess, crisis management and locating everybody, finding out where they were, were they safe? Um, I have to say that the Yale administration and our athletic department did a phenomenal job of coordinating an effort for our students to have the resources and the lines of communication open so that they could be supported, Um, whether it was just getting information on the current state of things or if people could return to campus or, you know, when things were going to start, um, as far as being away. Um, so, you know, it's been a constant process of, you know, checking in and making sure that people have, have been, uh, getting back to, to where they wanted to be. and, And that's happened. Um, you know, I think the the unknown was the school had said, okay, April 6th, we might have students come back and have an in-person class. That changed to uh, going to, you know, all online for the rest of the semester, really trying to keep people away from campus and get by this thing. So, the, and there's some unknowns with that. Certainly our seniors, um, you know, they're finishing up their degrees and their work and we've got people that need to defend their their thesis and get work done. Hopefully that will all get sorted out in due time as far as how they can have that. Um, you know, graduation may still be in limbo. So there are some unanswered questions. I think that's where maybe some of their angst comes from. But, you know, Mark, our head coach, uh, is in contact with our administration at least a couple of days a week on updates so that we can filter that to our players and give them a sense of uh, timelines and things that are important to them. We're with Grant Kimball, assistant hockey coach 
University, uh, Yale University women's hockey team. And we're also with Ted Wisner, assistant hockey coach, St. Lawrence University women's hockey team. Ted, same question generally. You know, what sort of communication have your girls at St. Lawrence been giving you? And at the same time, tell us a little bit about how you've been continuing to work. You, you mentioned online viewing, uh, watching some games. Are you still communicating with recruits? Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, those two things. Um, so we went on spring break uh, about a week later than Yale. Uh, so our kids have been off campus now for just over a little over a week. Um, and St. Lawrence is still um, <laughs> hasn't announced uh, what the definite return is going to be, whether that's going to be April 13th, which is one of the first dates that uh, was released to what may look like the beginning of next year. So um, our kids have only been gone for about 10 days now. And uh, our head coach uh, started a little text train yesterday to get things rolling and uh, with a hundred percent response, which was awesome to see everyone, uh, you know, give us some feedback, and uh, and and that's where it is right now because we haven't been gone very long, and uh, we're still waiting for the university to uh, kind of decide whether, you know, how we're going to proceed going forward. Uh, Ted, if you if you get communication with a with a recruit. Uh, what would you say, like, what do you say to them now? Oh, that um, all I can do is, you know, forecast, and that's all anyone is able to do at this point. But um, I'm fairly confident that at some point we're going to be back at school here soon, that, uh, you know, in the fall we're going to be ready to go. And with any of the kids coming in next year, that's how – we're moving right now is preparing for the start of next year. And for the kids that still have another year to go, you just continue to talk with them like you have in the past. Uh, things, things are great here in Canton. Uh, we just got a $20 million upgrade, uh, $20 million upgrade to our, to our facility. And uh, we're looking forward to having them in future years. Grant, does this feel weird? Are you sort of a, a traditionalist in a sense that, you know, for I guess maybe the first year in history, there's there's no champion uh, in women's university hockey. I mean, you never know. There may not be a champion in in Major League Baseball, NFL, and the NHL. I I don't think so. I'm I'm an optimist when it comes to this, but you know, are you a traditionalist when it comes to that that sort of thing? Um, I think as I've gotten older, I've maybe become less of a traditionalist, but I certainly still feel a bit of one at, at times. Um, you know, it, these are unprecedented times, but n none of us, uh, have ever lived through anything like this where the normal course of, of business and life sort of changes within 12 hours. Um, if if we have to cancel championships and keep people at home to get through this, 
then I'm then I'm all for it. Um, anything that we can do to curb the length of time that it seems to have taken other countries, Japan, China, uh, uh, South Korea, um, to get back into a sense of normalcy, then shut it all down is, is sort of my take. Um, it's in looking, uh, and from what I've heard, you know, there are signs in China that life is getting back to normal in Japan and in South Korea. Um, it looks like, you know, again, from what I've heard and what's been out there in the media, um, it's about a, a 10 week period from, from shutdown to, to start up again. Um, China's national basketball association, much like the NBA and, uh, Japan's major league baseball leagues, they're starting to rekindle operations and to go through spring training and to pick up where the basketball season left off. So if we want to use the, the 10 week time frame, um, using last week as sort of week one of, of the 10 weeks, you know, that puts us to the middle of May with hopefully, uh, you know, that timeline being followed regular life can get back to order probably in early to mid June. Um, so whether or not that's going to pick back up spring NCAA championships or anything like that, who knows, but, um, you know, if, if, if we need to shut things down to get over this, then I'm, I'm all for it. Let's veer off in a different direction just for a couple of minutes. We only have about uh, five or six minutes left, but Ted, I want to talk quickly about your staff. You, you have a staff, the St. Lawrence University coaches that have been together, I believe, the longest of any staff in the NCAA. I'm not sure if that's both men and women. Hockey, we're talking. I don't know about the other sports. Do you know if that's true? Uh, and tell us a bit. Um, can you can you sort of highlight your staff? Let's talk uh, quickly about uh, all three of you. Sure. Um, I I know we are in the in the women's game. I'm I'm not quite sure uh, comparative to the men's game. There's there's twice the amount of men's teams, and though you really like to keep up with both sides of college hockey, it gets difficult. Um, so I do know that we are uh, the longest tenured staff in women's hockey. We are uh, pretty close. Um, Grant is is actually really close with us as well. Even though he's a he's a competitor, he's he's really close friends. He did work with Mayor um, at Wayne State for years, and Mayor's been with us uh, fifteen or six. Uh, you're going to put me on the spot here, Kelly. Uh, um, <laughs> I started Probably. in. Oh, I, I came back oh three oh four, and Mayor was here for. Uh, Jody McKenna was here for three years, so seven. So Mayor's been here about 13 years now, which means that our staff has been together for about 12. Our head coach, Chris Wells, was uh, the men's uh, associate coach for, for a few years at St. Lawrence. He played here. He was a captain here, won an ECAC championship here, and uh, is – uh, one of my best friends and, and I'm very lucky to work with him. Uh, not only a great hockey, uh, mind, but, uh, a very good friend. And first and foremost, I believe he would tell people that he's an educator and, 
he teaches our kids not only how to play the game, but he really, really does a great job of, of giving them some life lessons. So when they get out of here, they're prepared for the real world. Um, and I know that, uh, there are more opportunities playing pro hockey for women right now, but, uh, we want to prepare them for both on and off the ice experiences. And, and Chris does a great job that way. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I always recognize your group. It's just impressive to me that you've been able to stay together so long. Grant, Grant let's talk quickly about your cast of characters. I know that your head coach this year had a great year. He's a great guy. I've met him. Uh, last year for the first time, actually, even though I, I knew who he was. And of course, I've known you forever. Uh, give us a little summary of, of your, your staff. And, and if you have any stories, how are they coping with yeah. this? Uh, we're, we're the polar opposite of where Ted, Chris, and, and Mayor are at. Um, we are a brand new staff, only having been together this past year. Um, having said that, um, I've known both Mark and uh, so Mark Boldings, our head coach, uh, and Danielle Blanchard is our other assistant. Um, I've known both for God, Mark for probably close to a dozen years, and and Danielle for at least uh, six or seven, having crossed paths in the recruiting trail with both of them and working at at various camps uh, such as Rush. Um, and showcases. So for us, we, you know, we, we don't have the benefit of being uh, a staff that's been together. Um, but I think as I quickly found out through the interview process, uh, and asking Mark, I'll never forget this. You know, I asked Mark, I said, you know, you just got the job at Yale, you know, what are you, what are you trying to do? And his response was not, um, you know, I foresee a, a, a ECAC championship in five years and we're going to become a, a nationally relevant program. Literally the first words out of his mouth were, I want to have great relationships with my staff and great relationships with my players. Um, and that really struck a chord with me as to the type of mindset and philosophical moral value system that, that he came from. Um, Couple that with the success that he had at Norwich and building the program virtually from the ground up and winning a couple of NCAA titles and being at various, you know, frozen fours and championship situations. Um, combine that with our other assistant, Danielle, who won, I believe it was two national championships as a player at Plattsburgh and then continued to win five national championships as an assistant coach. Um you know, I'm I'm low man on the totem pole here. They've got nine national championships between both of them, and then there's there's a little old me. Um, <laughs> but when when I look at being a part of uh, a mature, experienced staff that has what I consider to be values in the right place, and you know why they they're choosing to coach. You heard Ted say, uh, you know, Chris is an educator first. I firmly believe that that's the sort of mentality that we all have as a staff. So even though we've only been together for a year, um, less than a year calendar wise, it, 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 you know, philosophically we meshed really well. We all have our strengths and areas to improve on and we all sort of bump one another up. Um, we had a, a, a great year, you know, just meshing well together. And I think that translated to our team and on the ice, which 
you know, hopefully anybody could see with the improvement in the program from the previous year to now. There, listen, there's no doubt the reason you both have been doing this for 20 plus years is because you're good at it. And I, I love that philosophy of your, your head coach, Grant. I mean, it certainly uh, is a lot more fun doing something you love when you're doing it with people that you essentially love. So good for him. Ted, lastly, let, let's end off on this. You know, I've, I've been I've been watching the news and, and such. And, you know, an interesting thing I've been I've been seeing is think of if leagues do do get back, you know, let's say the NHL gets back and there'll be tons of or NBA or whatever, whatever sport we're, we're talking about. And there'll be people with injuries and all of a sudden they'll be mending those injuries. And and for all we know, if if seasons start up, these injured players could be back. Is, is it is it kind of the same in, in women's hockey? What about red-shirted players, things of that sort? You know, uh, does it change at all your depth chart for the next year, your plans? I mean, does that throw a wrench into things? Um, I think it's too early to, to worry about that at this point. Um, we have a pretty good idea of who's coming back next year and, and the recruits we have committed and, are accepted and all set with, with matriculation. Um, so at this point, it's, it's really tough to say. I, I will say this, that the NCAA uh, made a pretty big statement by allowing uh, the spring sports to get their year of eligibility back. So uh, that, that has nothing to do with this past season upcoming, but should this, um, pandemic go on any further and we run into issues with next year uh the ncaa has kind of set the stage to make sure that the student athletes are going to get their four years of eligibility awesome well listen let's uh wrap it up because i know grant you have to take off to another important call uh i really appreciate it guys i think everyone would appreciate you coming on with your your experience and words of wisdom we will do it again be safe and healthy uh that goes for players and parents and we will talk soon grant and ted thank you so much thanks kelly thanks kelly take care boom you too grant talk to you soon we want to thank our listeners for tuning in to another episode of rush hockey talk the place to be to get informed about youth hockey rush hockey talk Trusted guidance, unrivaled success.